Well, good morning. We want to get going. We have quite a few things we want to cover this morning, so hopefully everybody will get in here so I don't have to repeat myself too much. They're all grabbing that last donut, aren't they? I told you to, didn't I? Go get a donut. Jim, how are we doing? Is that Fellowship Hall emptied it out in there? It's coming? Good. All right. Well, good morning. Let me just read a verse, just a portion of a verse, just something to think about here. Um, the Bible says this in the first place. This is in the middle of a discussion about uh, how the family handles one each other as a church and the Lord's Supper. But there's a little phrase in here that caught my attention, and I'll actually put it. It's in the sermon uh, later, uh, the next hour. It says, for in the first place, when you come together as the church... So the Bible expects us to be coming together. The Bible's written with a presupposition, particularly the New Testament, that the church gathers together. When you come together as the church. So uh, sometimes, um, and, and again, it's, we have good reason why we do a BFG or what we call Sunday school hour or something like that, is, is we teach at some appropriate levels during that time and allows... Um, mom and dads to get some instruction for their lives, children uh, uh, for their lives as well. But if you think about it, often when we come together, we just send people all these different directions, right? And um, the church was designed for us to come together. And so we try to do these uh, little meetings every once in a while just to catch you up on uh, things that are happening here at Riverbend. Um, and this is that morning. So uh, this morning is just about trying to share some up coming events that are going on in our church, how you can be involved with those things, some encouragement. Uh, so you're going to hear from me, and then um, our director of outreach, Bobby, is going to come up and talk about Harvest Fest and just some encouragement of how you can look for people and how you can handle new people that will be on our campus. This, this Wednesday, we'll run somewhere between two and 3,000 guests on our campus. Um, and it is a great opportunity for us to be ready to speak clearly uh, to, to people who come here. Well, let me, let me just go down through a list of things that are coming up that we want you to be excited about, be a part of, and invite people to as well. Um, our, our first, the first event that I actually want to talk about is not something you invite some people to, but our family meeting is November 14th. And this is what you churches would call a business meeting. I just don't like that term. I think we're a family. And the family gets together and talks about things that we need to uh, talk about that helps us function as a group of people. And this is a very important meeting for us. This is um, uh, a, by, a, a complete, really, rewrite of our bylaws, uh, of becoming a true elder-led church, bringing our bylaws up to date, being current with the state of Florida, and, and being a real legal document that keeps us accurate with, with both God and how he wants us to live and, and uh, be, be in community with one another and with with our local government. And so this is a very important meeting. You're going to hear the uh, discussion on the bylaws and we'll, we'll affirm those and then also um, our budget. And we're going to look at the expenses we've had this last year and then look at um, our, our new budget to come. And these are very important things. This is how we function. This is the way we work together um, as, as a group of people. So it's a very important meeting. And we encourage you, if you're a member, that you would come out. It's November 14th. There are no other services that, that, that evening, right? Is it, where's, 
Did we decide, we're, we're just running that service on that Wednesday night, right? So um, it's just because we have children being cared for down the hall, and we know that it's going to take a little bit of time to, to work through the bylaws and the budget. So November 14th, 6.15, is a members-only uh, meeting. Um, so if you're a member, we really would encourage you to be there, be part of that that meeting. We'll also update you on a few other things that are going on at that time, but we're trying to take care of a lot of that now so that we can really focus in uh, on the budget and the bylaws on that meeting. Um, next, we want to talk about a couple other things. Is One, we have, a, we have an all-church Christmas party uh, going to happen November 30th. Um, if you've not been to one of those, we really encourage you to come. We have a great time together. Uh, the whole worship centers and tables and, and uh, all decorated and just a great time to kind of kick off the season. And we really try to focus on Christ as usual and to set our tone because you know how it gets around Christmas. Pretty soon it, the traffic's bad. Um, you know, some of us that never shop have to go shopping. Um, it, it can really push you in places. So we want to set that tone. So it's a church-wide. It used to be a sen- our seniors event um, would do that. But um, I think since I've been here, they've said, well, let's invite the whole church. And so we've been inviting the whole church. Uh, Gabriel's going to put on the meal. It's very affordable. Is it, Jerry, is it eight bucks? Eight bucks for a phenomenal meal. Um, we'll have a great time of singing together, some great special music. Um, we'll do a short teaching just on an, the advent of the time uh, of, of Christ coming to the earth. And uh, it'll be a great night. So we would um, really love to have you come out and be a part of that. Um, another item that we want to share with you that we may not get time to deal with on our, our family meeting November 14th is uh, the elders have been working on putting together um, a, a kind of a refacing our building. Uh, we've been here now over 20 years. Um, we have, I think someone told me just lately that uh, over the next 10-year period, we'll have 15,000 homes surrounding us um, between Margaritaville and, and others that are another 1,000 homes to the west of us. And just the, the, they're just building out. And so one of the things that we've decided to do is we have some money in our building fund that we would paint the building, um, uh, put block in the columns uh, and make those decorative rock and just bring the, the building up to speed and, um, and kind of with our surrounding areas. And so we're working on that, that overhaul of that and we have some wonderful people that are helping us with colors and, and the colors of rock and what's going to look good in our as we're surrounded by uh, the vegetation that we have here. And that'll take in the signs as well out front. And um, so we're excited about that. And we think that that'll help us give us a little fresher look. We're, we're tired of being told that somebody, <laughs> someone told us the other day when somebody was asking them to come to church, they said, well, we thought that was a retirement home back there. Uh, no. Um, so uh, part of that is our signage. We're trying to do better with our, like you see our wedge sign that we have out there, and then we'll update those signs a little better so they're uh, more seeable. I think somebody else thought we were a library. Um, so we're trying to uh, move towards that, that we'll update our building. So you can pray for us as we go through that, uh, and we're, we're looking forward to uh, giving a fresh look to the building. Um, you've noticed a lot of work going on outside. One of the things that we decided to do was, it got, it, when you get our size, it's easy just to farm everything out. Give, you know, get a contract from somebody, have somebody do this, have somebody do that. But what happens is sometimes our church doesn't participate. 
because we have somebody doing things for us. And so we've been doing work days, and, um, and people have been doing stuff around the building, which is uh, looking nice. Hedges have been, been trimmed, and uh, lots of brush being cut away. And, and so lots of good work days going on along that way. And if, and if that's something that God puts on your how, in your heart, where you want to come help beautify things around here or do something, um, there's, there's a whole list of stuff that we're working on. And you can talk to Pastor Rick and Gabriel and those guys, they will give you something to do for sure. Um, the next event, in this, which is coming very soon, is our Bible conference with Dr. Bruce, Bruce Ware. I've had the privilege of speaking with Dr. Bruce Ware many times, particularly out in the West Coast. He's become a very dear friend, and he is a, he's a great theologian, and yet uh, he speaks to the church. So what I love about Bruce is he will take some of the deepest... Uh, subjects such as the doctrine of the Spirit of God, which we would call pneumatology, and he will put that in a way that you'll understand the work of the Spirit better than you ever have. And he gave us several options, but one of the reasons why the elders chose that is because there is such a misunderstanding of the role of the third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Some of us who maybe were raised in uh, the 70s and 80s in in maybe conservative churches, there was kind of an abandonment to the teaching of the Holy Spirit because the charismatic movement had taken off. And uh, and so a lot of people were raised with a very, uh, mostly just didn't hear about the work of the Holy Spirit. And yet, he is God. He shares the very essence and nature of the triune God. And he has a massive role in our life from conversion to understanding of the scriptures, to the guidance from the word of God in our lives, conviction, all of that. Uh, in fact, he's, he's what works among us in our unity. And yet, the church has always not done the best job teaching on the, uh, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Now, we also know that the doctrine of the Holy Spirit has been greatly abused through the years. And um, it, some of the stuff that started in Toronto and the Toronto blessing and the laughter and the barking and all those kind of things has led to all kinds of things. In fact, there are churches within our, in our vicinity who believe the Holy Spirit speaks up and above the Scriptures. So that means the Scriptures are not sufficient any longer, that the Spirit is giving new revelation up and above God's Word. And so that's, that's really unfortunate because what's of God and what's not Now somebody has to interpret that. So it's crazy stuff that's going on out there. So it's a great time to, maybe you have a dear friend um, who's who's maybe in the charismatic movement. Invite them to it. Uh, It's called a a preaching on the Holy Spirit empowerment. That that actually uh, draws a certain group of people. And we're hoping to draw them. We want them to come and hear what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit. So we've invited uh, Dr. Bruce Ware to come. Uh, he's a little short guy, great beard uh, on him. He's, he, he's just, he, he's full of joy. Uh, he gets so excited as he teaches. Uh, you know, you're going to love him, and you don't want to miss it. We've made it as affordable as possible. We have dinner on, on Friday night, and, uh, and then a session, another session on Saturday. And then he'll be at our regular services, and if you can't make those because you have to work or you're not able to come, he'll be here on Sunday morning preaching um, both the Sunday school hour, the BFG hour, and the church hour as well. And of course, those are free, but you know, we do have you know, a bit of cost we have to cover bringing him in and stuff going on. So, so if you can afford it, if you can't, and you say, look, Pastor, we can't afford the $15, let, let us know. We don't want you not to come. We want you here. 
Um, and we'll do whatever it takes. But we do try to cover some of our cost of bringing in a speaker like that. So, um, but we really encourage you to make sure you sign up, buy tickets, so we know we need to know how many are coming, and and uh, so we can buy food and and uh, just have a great time together. I think we have dessert on Saturday night as well, and um, we'll just have a great time with Bruce. Um, his wife is coming with him. Um, she's a sweetheart too, and at first she, she may not have been able to make it because she speaks as well, um, but they're both coming together, so we'll have them uh, for the weekend. Um, uh, two, more, two more things that I want to update you on. Is one is Missions Month, and it's kind of a Middle of January to middle of February, we've moved that. One of the reasons we found we had a difficulty time getting missionaries in because of Daytona 500 um, at the end of February. The prices were, were expensive to get them in here, and then we couldn't get flights. So we've moved it to middle of January to middle of February. And um, uh, we're really looking forward to this year. Last year, we had some of our younger missionaries in. Um, this year, I've a- actually asked some dear, all three good friends of mine um, to come in, and they're all a little bit older. Um, now, don't let this scare you off, younger people. These are people who have been on the mission field for 40-plus years, um, two of them at least, and um, we're very, very excited about it. So the first, um, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but whatever the third Sunday of January is, if somebody has a calendar, um, what's the third Sunday of January? Somebody find that. The seventh, the 20th. So January 20th, we have a man named Tom Rucola and his wife, Linda. Tom has been a dear friend of mine for many, many years. I met him years ago. Uh, he has been a missionary in Finland for 40 years. 40 years. And he, he's going to come and share how dark it is in, in those countries. And believe me, they're dark during the winter, but they're dark spiritually. Uh, he... They, they planted a church there. They've just now turned that church over to a man they trained. And um, Tom is a, has an amazing handle of the Word of God. Uh, he's a great exegete of the Scripture, great lover of Christ, and a great lover of the church. And uh, they were both Finnish. Uh, he met his wife in Alaska. Um, and uh, they were both Finnish, came from Finnish people. Uh, their parents were Finnish, and they were over here in America, met each other, married, got saved, got a burden to go back to Finland. And spent 40 years in Finland. They just retired here um, just in September and have moved back to the States here. And so uh, Tom's a dear friend. So I've said, Tom, come teach us from years of wisdom of missions and, and the, the hard part, but the glorious part of the gospel. So Tom has agreed uh, to come and uh, come out here with his wife and teach. And so we're going to have a great time with Tom Rukula. If you've never heard anybody from Finland or, or even understand that region, uh, kind of that upper, upper regions of the world. Uh, it's some of the least uh, evangelized places in the world. Uh, so uh, you're going to love to hear from Tom. Next, I'm bringing back um, a good old friend of the ministry here, someone who I've been building a relationship with. I've, I've asked David Wooten to come back. Um, and so David, David and I have been... Uh, since I've been here, I've been getting to know David and enjoying David. He has a great ministry. He works with... Um, adoption agencies. And, but I've asked him just to preach on missions because he does travel extensively. He sees things that are going around the world. And, uh, uh, and so he has, we get together, we talk about missions and we talk about what's God's do, what God is doing in Europe and in different places where he travels. And, um, and so finally I said, David, would you come back? I think it would be good for our church and uh, to have you back and to just come preach on uh, missions with us. So David Wooten is going to be the second. So that would be January 28th. Is that correct? 7th? 27th? 
The next weekend is a youth retreat, which will be February 1st through the 3rd. So I've scheduled myself to preach, so none of you all have to miss any of our missionaries, that one. But I will be preaching on missions on that, on that Sunday. And then the following Sunday, I think is February 10th, is that correct? February 10th. Um, this is one I've been working on for a little while, but I finally got it solved this last week. I've asked my mentor, um, who raised me in the ministry, to come back, to fly out here, and we're going to fly him out and have him preach. His name's Jerry Boyle. He's the one I started at 19 years old. He mentored me for the first 10 years of my ministry. He is a dear friend. He taught me many things. Um, uh, I wrote my first calf with him. You know, uh, He taught me a lot of things just in the ranching world, but mostly he taught me to love people and how to share the gospel with people and how to plant churches. And so um, if you want any dirt on me, this is the guy. Um, he, he's seen me at my worst and best, and uh, uh, he still loves me. So um, uh, we're real excited to have Jerry here. His wife has a vision problem, they're getting a little older, uh, but Jerry has a lot of spunk to him, and the youth will love him. Uh, he's drawn to youth still. I think he's probably, where are you at, Gina? I know you're here somewhere. Are there, uh, Jerry, 80 now, probably? Late 70s? Um, he's gone through a little bit of cancer treatment one time, but he's strong, and he's still preaching most every Sunday somewhere. Um, uh, but you're going to love him. He has a ton of energy. He has a love for uh, people. Um, and uh, uh, so this year I kind of set a tone of let's go, let's talk to, let's have some of these older men who have been around, who have been around the world, have seen missions around, and let's see if we can learn from them to encourage us. So I think it'll be a great missions conference, and I think you're all going to uh, be encouraged. They're going to challenge you about certain places in the, in the world. Uh, certainly David will challenge you in certain areas that, that he's involved. Uh, Tom Rukula will, will show you what it's like in that upper regions of the world. And then Jerry will challenge you of the rural ministries. And it's one of the areas that gets neglected a lot within Christendom is because there's nobody out there. So you can't really make, if you go plant a church out in Pearson or somewhere <laughs> or uh, somewhere like that, you know, it's hard. It's hard to make a living there. Um, so, um, you know, so he has that burden. He gave me that burden for the rural areas as well. So we're going to have a great missions conference. Um, if you're, if you're uh, on our missions team, we'll be meeting on those Saturday mornings. If you want to join our missions team, it's open to anybody. Uh, we have breakfast and, and we meet these missionaries, have a private time with them, and uh, learn from them and pray with them um, through those times. Um, then the last aspect that I want to talk about is our partners ministry. Uh, Tom Sheehan, where are you at? There he is. Tom, can you stand for just a moment? Tom, we've been sending Tom around. Thanks, Tom. He's been hitting all the BFGs. Uh, one of the ministries that we, we've realized that uh, we, we want to do a better job is continue the discipleship. More on the one-on-one. You know we have growing in Christ class. We have DTP classes and those. But we realize that one-on-one -on -one discipleship is so important where someone finally says, you know what, I, I, I think I know who Jesus is. I think I believe, but I want to grow. I wanna, I wanna, I'm tired of everybody telling me what I want to believe. I want to know it for myself. Um, and you have people who just are curious of Christ, 
wanting to know what Christianity is about. This is an excellent program. I know Tom's been making his way around the BFGs, um, sharing that ministry with you. Uh, so we have a training date. We have a, every week somebody talks to me that I know needs to be in partners. So I go, oh, I wish I had somebody ready trained. I could give this person where they could meet with them once a week for an hour and help grow them in this. So uh, we're finally going to uh, launch our training date. It's December, December 2nd. December 2nd. That's a Sunday. It'll be right after church. We'll provide lunch for you. And Tom is going to walk you through um, that first lesson and that whole program of really how to take somebody one-on-one and walk through that with them. And um, so we've got over 100 books now. Um, the rest are, I think the shipment's coming in this week with the rest of those. So if you're, you're interested of wanting to train somebody, that you feel that you could take that book and help train somebody. And, and really, as Tom has told us, the book really teaches, teaches itself. But as you being familiar with it, having a love for that person, um, keeping that person accountable and walking through them uh, week by week with them. So we're going to have a training date, and that's December 2nd. And we're going to do it right here in Fellowship Hall. So I'd really encourage you, if you want to help us with this, this, is, this isn't teaching a big group. This isn't, you know, standing up in the pulpit. This is just sitting down with someone over a cup of coffee and working through a great discipleship manual of just talking to them through. And, and they'll do the, they, they will do the work. You've got to help them get the work done. But the questions are there. And they'll answer those questions. And you can discuss those questions. And that person isn't a believer. It's a great opportunity to, to lead them to Christ through this material. And if they are, and they just need to grow. They need to understand what they believe. And that's what this material is about. So it was a, it's a definite whole. And, and as Tom has introduced this material to us, when he came, he, he shared this burden with us. I have talked to so many guys, and I've asked them, do you have this in your church? Almost every church says probably the weakest area we are in our church is discipleship. We're just, it, it, because it takes an interpersonal relationship. And coming to church is, is easy. We can sit here and, and hear a sermon and hear great worship music and, and all that. And then we can kind of just check out for the week. But that's not how God intends us to be. He wants us engaged in this. And so maybe you're here today, and let me put a challenge to you, and you go, well, I think I need to be discipled. I think I have been dependent upon the preachers and the teachers, and I'm not sure that I can go through the scriptures and lead somebody to Christ or, or even show what I believe. Now, that doesn't mean you're not in the faith. You may very well be in the faith. But you may need somebody to walk you through this material and, and just spend time with you, help you grow. Because, you know, when you get to the end of that, the great thing is now you can take somebody. And that's the whole idea, to grow people in the faith, take them through that. Then they can find somebody else to take it. This is a program that will actually go on our website. Um, you will find people who will call the church asking for someone to walk them through this. And we hope to have a whole host of people ready to do those things and uh, ready to say, yes, we have somebody who will meet with you um, as well as within our church. So you can see where we're going um, from a vision standpoint of view is growing in Christ, um, knowing him better through partners, growing, growing in our understanding of our progressive sanctification and becoming godly men and women and young people in the church, um, and then continuing to press on, uh, excel still more as a church, uh, from all the way from sharing the gospel evangelism to discipleship to uh, our church government, the way our churches run, that we're working hard to be a church that is squarely centered on the scriptures. Um, I think this is good. 
Um, I, I hope you are. Are you awake? Are too much sugar, too much donuts? Everybody excited about that? Um, this is a good thing. God's doing great things here at Riverbend. And he's continuing to bring lots of people. And many of the people that are coming to us are not coming from other churches. They're moving into the area. Many people have shared with us that they've been not going to church for a number of years and somebody has invited them here. So God's growing our church in a unique way, which we're very, very excited about that. So we want you to be a part of that with us. All right? All right, let me pray for all those things and then we're going to ask Bobby to come up and share some things for the rest of the way. Father, thank you for a few minutes just to remind ourselves what you're doing here. We know there are some great things you have planned for us to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord, whether those are just Christmas banquets to set our hearts and minds right, Lord, or to, to come to grips with the role of the Holy Spirit, what the Bible has to say about him. But we also realize, Lord, that you always want us growing. You don't want us uh, plateauing out or even maybe falling away from truth, Lord, in some way. You want us to grow. You want us to be discipled. So, Lord, we are sitting here with the core of our church. This is the core. This is those who call Riverbend their home. Many of them are members here, Lord. They, they're committed to the gospel here. So we pray, Lord, that you would take this collection of people right here, Lord, you would help us uh, be a light in this area, both, both here locally and then even globally as we think about our missions conference to come. We would constantly be seeking to share the gospel, to excel still more in these great truths that we hold so dear, Lord. And, and Father, even more as we see the day coming as the scriptures write, that we are ready and willing and able to give an account to the one that we have our hope in, Lord. So, Lord, make Riverbend that church, Lord. May we continue to be a friendly, welcoming, gospel-centered church, Lord, that, that people can walk into and know they're loved and know they're going to be taught. So, Lord, thank you for this time, Lord. Now, bless Bobby as he shares truth with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. What a great morning. Someone grab a jacket this morning? That's weird, isn't it? Um, well, as you know, there's a lot of things that we as a church are very serious about. And you can get a sense of that hearing from Pastor Scott. And one of the things that we're serious about here at Riverbend is Jesus. We, are, we love Jesus with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Number two is we're serious about discipleship. We're serious about preaching. But we're also very serious about evangelism. We have the great joy and opportunity to share Christ with others. Isn't that a good responsibility? So what I like to do over the next few minutes is share with you some of the opportunities that we have as a church to share Christ with others. But before we jump into those opportunities, I want to share with you a couple scriptures that serve as a foundation for what we do here at Riverbend. And one of those scriptures is from Romans chapter 12, verse 13. Uh, when most people think about Romans, what do you think of? Righteousness? Who just thinks of theology? So uh, let me ask again. When you think of Romans, who thinks of theology? Yes, thank you very much. This is BFG so we can have crowd participation. So yes, most of us think of theology. Sometimes it's very confusing, but... You're right in thinking that Romans is a book about orthodoxy. 
but also it's a book about orthopraxy. The last four or five chapters of Romans gives us very specific information on how we should engage the world around us or how we should live as Christians. So we love those verses in Romans that say, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We love Romans 8 where it says, um, Romans 8, 1, and we learn this in DTP, it says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in? In Christ Jesus. So as Christians, this knowledge and information should serve as an outflow on how we engage the world around us. In Romans chapter 12, verse 13, tells us that we should practice hospitality as people who love the community. But if you look a little bit deeper into that phrase, practice hospitality, what it really means is that we should pursue loving strangers. God loved us. We love God. We're going to love strangers. And we're going to pursue actively loving strangers. Is that good? So think of Romans not as a book just about orthodoxy, but orthopraxy and how we can engage the world around us. Number two, I want to talk to you real quick about Matthew 28, verse 19. And you guys are all very familiar with the Great Commission, right? The Great Commission, Jesus tells us that we should go, therefore, and make what? Disciples. So what are we all about here at Riverbend? Pursuing loving strangers. Also, we are on mission to make disciples. And so those verses serve as a foundation of the things that we're going to be doing in the future. Amen? So one of the opportunities that we have in the next couple days is Harvest Fest. If you're one of the people who are here or newer to Riverbend, if you don't know what Harvest Fest is... Harvest Fest is something that we do every year on October 31st, an opportunity for us to invite our community to our campus and to love on them, but also to share Christ with them. It's really a fun Christian alternative to that other not-so-biblical day, right? Right? That's what we do? Okay. But there's a couple things that are going to be different about Harvest Fest this year. Last year, when it came to sharing the gospel, we would shut down everything, and then we would have someone give a gospel message. And we found that that didn't work for a couple reasons, because it's loud, there's lots of kids on sugar, and it's loud, and there's lots of kids on sugar. So um, we asked, can we do it a little bit differently this year? And so we, as a staff and as a church, said, we can engage our community with the gospel in a different way. And uh, there's really two ways that we're going to be engaging people with the gospel at Harvest Fest this year. Number one is through a scavenger hunt. You're supposed to say, ooh, ooh. And Rachel at Merger has really done a great job of leading the scavenger hunt and what it will look like. But what we are planning for this year is that when children come to Harvest Fest, they will receive a, a piece of paper with five different riddles. And across our campus, there'll be different stations where the, um, people will be presenting the gospel to them through colors. So station number one on our scavenger hunt, if you go to that station and you solve the riddle, you will get a gold paint mark on your hand. And that gold paint mark will resemble heaven. And they'll get to hear about heaven from some of the people here at our church. Other colors will include a black color, which represents sin, Red, which represents 
right? In green, which represents, green represents what? New life growing, growing in Christ. So it's a really great opportunity for us to engage not only children with the gospel through Harvest Fest, but guess who's listening in the background as we're sharing the gospel with these children? Their parents. And when children make it through the scavenger hunt, you know what they're going to receive as a prize? A caramelized apple from Angel and Phelps. And so they're going to know about that prize before they start the scavenger hunt. And the majority of people in this room just said, ooh, when I said caramelized apple. <laughs> and that's done for design because we want to give parents and children the incentive to make it through and hear the gospel. And we did something really cool this year, too. With these caramelized apples, we made gospel tracks that reflect what they've heard at Harvest Fest. So when they finish the, the scavenger hunt, they'll get the apple, but attached to the apple, it will have a track that says this. As you're enjoying this sweet treat, remember these sweet truths. And on the back, it will give a summary of each color, something that a parent can review with their child at home. Isn't that a good alternative to share the gospel with families? Amen? Is that pretty cool? But secondly, we're sharing the gospel through our scavenger hunt, but our second strategy is for you to share the gospel. <gasps> it's okay. It will be all right. But we have a very basic way for you to do this, from teenagers to grade school to adults to everybody. Our goal is for you to feel comfortable with beginning to have a gospel conversation with other people. Because like we said earlier, the Lord has called us to pursue loving strangers. God has saved us to be on mission. So we need to become more comfortable with sharing the gospel with others. Amen? So if you are a member or regular attender here at Riverbend, we're going to ask you to do a couple things. Everybody at Harvest Fest. Number one, we're going to ask you to pray before Harvest Fest. That God would be drawing some young hearts or older hearts to himself. Number two, we want you to come. Everybody in this room, we want you to come. And when you come, the personal goal for everyone in this room is that you would find one person that you do not know and approach that person and say, say this, this is very basic. How did you find out about Harvest Fest? Pretty basic. And that starts the conversation with another person. Then from there, you can say, how long have you been in the community? Two open-ended leading questions that you can ask. And as you're enjoying that conversation with somebody, you know what you can do? You can have a track in your pocket. And you can say, sweet friend, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Could you do me a favor? When you go home later or sometime tonight, can you look over this track? Very basic. I believe everyone in this room can do that. And we made tracks as a staff specifically for Harvest Fest this year. And on the front of the track, it says this, do not be tricked. Shana did a great job designing the track. It says in the front, do not be tricked. And on the back of the track, it says, do not be tricked into believing that being a good person will get you to heaven. It's pretty cool, right? And then from there, it walks through very concisely the gospel message. So do you think everyone in the room can do that this year? And if the Lord is calling you to do more, to have a more in-depth conversation with someone, walk them through that track. 
that'd be great. So what is our goal for everyone in this room? Number one is that you be praying. Number two, that you show up. And number three, that you find someone that you have not met. Have a fun conversation with them, but also try to share that track with them. And if they have questions, talk to them about it. It'd be great, okay? But if you are someone who's already committed in a more meaningful way to Harvest Us, I just want to give you a couple of reminders. Sometimes people who sign up for things forget what they sign up for. Ever been done that? So if you signed up for Harvest Fest and forgot what you signed up for, it's okay. Come on Harvest Fest. We're going to have your name and your responsibility by the back door, okay? Also, if you are here for Harvest Fest, we would like to, for you to show up for your specific responsibility 10 to 15 minutes before you're supposed to be at your, your place. Also, if you're doing cake wars, you can bring your cake war stuff in all week long. Cake walk, excuse me, cake walk, okay? <laughs> cake wars. If you want to show your neighbor how you love them, throw some cake at them. That would be a cake war, right? That'd be really, really good. Actually, that would be really, really bad, but give them a track. We'll make them feel better, all right? And so that's one way that's right around the corner on Wednesday that you can be a part of and help out with. Um, number two, and this is approaching Thanksgiving and Christmas, is we've created this year something called a PIN ministry. A PIN ministry. And what PIN stands for is a person in need. PIN ministry, person in need. So what our desire as a church is, is to find out who in this church is in need, but also people in our community who, is, who are in need. And so once we find out about those needs, specifically for people who do not go to Riverbend, we would like to go to their home. And we would like to meet that need. But more importantly, we would like to meet that spiritual need by having an intentional conversation about the gospel with people. So next week, by the information desk, we're going to have a form. It's called the PIN form. And on the, on the top of that PIN form, we'll ask you who the person's name that you are choosing to nominate. But be, rest assured that the person that you nominate will be anonymous throughout the whole process. No one will know about them. And right below their name, it will ask, member, non-member. Below that, it will ask, what is the need? And there'll be different options that you can check. It could be a Thanksgiving basket. It could also be that you know of someone who needs somewhere to go on Thanksgiving. I think every year we encounter people who do not have a place to go on Thanksgiving, right? We don't want that. We want people in our community to experience community, but also Christian community. But also then one of the other options will be, does a person in need have basic handyman services that they need done around the house? Can we do that? Another option that you will have is, does a person in need need prayer? We have friends and associates and acquaintances who just want someone to talk with them, come to the hospital with them, pray for them. We want to know about those needs. So next week, there'll be a form on the back information desk that helps us identify the people in need at Riverbend and in our community. And the deacons are going to help with meeting the, uh, the needs within our church, but us collectively as a church are going to work together to meet the needs outside the church. And our goal is for have people in our church go out two by twos to those people's homes. Because I realize that for some of us, going to someone's house that you don't know 
sounds slightly intimidating. You might feel that way, but if you're that person, it's okay. We still want you to help out. I'm going to go with you. Or someone else, I don't want to volunteer Pastor Scott, but he's going. Pastor Scott's going. So you want to team up with him or, or one of our pastors. But the goal of that is, number one, is for us to truly meet the physical and spiritual needs of our community, but also to help us feel more comfortable in being on mission. Because getting started sometimes is difficult for some people. They don't know where to begin. But if you see Pastor Scott share the gospel with other people, you're like, wait a second, I can do that. I want to do that. And you can learn through his example and some other people who feel comfortable sharing the gospel. So we have a pin ministry starting in Thanksgiving. We're going to have another pin ministry for Christmas where we can meet needs in the community for Christmas. And we also have Harvest Fest coming around the corner. Um, I finished about nine minutes early. Um, I can keep talking. Any, any questions on the pin ministry or Harvest Fest? I think we're good for help for Harvest Fest, right, Jane? We have two spots remaining for Harvest Fest. Necessary. So, Shana, can you stand up real quick? So, if you're a person who thinks that there's no minute like the last minute and you've been wanting to help but haven't signed up yet, right now is the last minute. Um, Shana would like your help. So, if we need two more needs. So, if you're a person who wants to sign up but just hasn't done it yet, please come see Shana. We'll get you to sign up. Did, yes, Aaron. Yes. Do we have enough candy? Probably a little bit short. So if again, if your minute is last minute, today's the day to bring candy. Start bringing candy. But also, Aaron, I'm very in- glad that you've asked about youth or want to meet with them in a couple minutes. I've had the unique opportunity and privilege to hear youth share the gospel with other kids. It's an awesome thing. And so part of what we're doing with Harvest Fest and Pen Ministry is have the youth come with us. And this year, as a typical in every year, the youth have the whole parking lot session or section. We're also giving them gospel tracks. And if you ever heard like a middle schooler or an elementary schooler share the gospel, they do great. You know why they do great? Because they're stinking direct. So I've heard my fifth or fourth grader go up to another kid and say, so what do you think about Jesus? I'm like, wow, what a great question and direct. And they know it. They know that Christ came and died on the cross for their sins. And so at a very early age, if we can have that great section of people over here feeling comfortable seeing their parents share the gospel, guess what they're going to do? Share the gospel. They're the next generation of evangelists. That's an exciting thing. Yes, Pastor Brian. Yes, first impressions. Has anyone noticed those very friendly people at the front doors wearing name tags? You guys notice them? Are they friendly? Yes, good job. They are friendly. So what we started about a month and a half, two months ago is a new ministry. It's called the First Impressions Ministry. And so they're responsible as First Impressions Ministry is to show an absurd level of hospitality to everybody. (laughs) Like Christianity on steroids, First Impressions. And really the motto that we have for First Impressions Ministry, and again, this is another ministry where we have our youth involved. 
We have some very outgoing youth, senior adults, and everyone in between involved in First Impressions. And their goal, the motto of First Impressions is this. The sermon begins in the parking lot and ends in the parking lot. So we have a group of people that are dedicated to showing hospitality to new people as soon as they come here. And then as they meet them at the door, they're escorting them to the children's area. They're escorting them to the sanctuary. And if the Spirit is drawing them to have a gospel conversation with that person, guess what they're going to do? Have a gospel conversation with that person. Also, those people are very helpful with introducing growing in Christ to people who do not have a small group. So there's a new ministry that we have here at Riverbend. It's called First Impressions. Their goal is to be obnoxious with hospitality and be mindful that no one slips through the cracks here at Riverbend. That no, think about it. If a new person is here at Riverbend and does not know the Lord, it would be a travesty if no one greeted that person. We never want that to happen, ever. So we have everyone, or we have a team that's designated towards finding that person. But also I want to say this, is that all of us indirectly are part of the First Impressions ministry, right? So we all could be mindful of the reality that there are going to be some new people who've never been here before in about 20 minutes, and that we can be obnoxious in showing them hospitality and the love of Christ and perhaps sharing the gospel with them. So Pastor Brian, did I explain the First Impressions okay? Thank you. appreciate that. Uh, so yes, ma'am. That's a great, great question. Her question was this, where can I get a track? So we ordered almost 1,000 tracks this year, Shana. So we have tracks. They will be at stations throughout Harvest Fest. Um, and probably at every other bouncy house or something like that, there'll be a track on hand. Um, so they'll be everywhere. So if you come early, I will personally give you some tracks, and you can carry them in your pockets. But also, you can take some if you're here a little early and bring them back to your neighborhoods and things like that. Good. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Yes, that's a great question. Uh, Corey asked, how do people get involved with pen ministry and getting in homes? So the first step in the pen ministry is identifying the need. Once we have the need identified, we'll have a board on the back where you can see the need that is there, but you can volunteer to be a person to go to those homes. So if you're interested in being involved in the pen ministry, first and foremost, we're going to have the deacons try to meet the in-house needs, but if you want to be a person to meet the out-of-the-house needs, uh, my email is bobby at riverbend. C email me, call the office. We'll probably also have a sign-up sheet on the back, too, next to the forms. So people who are interested in making visits, um, there'll be a sign-up sheet or a way to contact me. Does that answer your question? Uh, Shana, did you have a question? Lanyards. Also, if you are volunteering for Harvest Fest, um, right at 5 o'clock, we're 445. 445, the check-in station, there'll be lanyards for everybody. A lanyard is a fancy name tag. We want all our volunteers who are involved in Harvest Fest to wear our lanyard. You can pick yours up at 445 on Wednesday. I'm glad I finished early because I feel like I'm tackling a lot of questions. Sure. Also at these doors right through this exit right here where Duke is standing, um, there'll be tracks there too. So there'll be plenty of tracks available for everybody. Yes, Matthew. 
That's a good question. Um, what's unique about Thanksgiving? His question was this, will pen ministry extend beyond Christmas? Our goal is that we would indirectly be doing pen ministry stuff all year long. Um, will we have a specific focus all year long? Haven't really thought through that. But you know what's unique about Thanksgiving and Christmas is we have an opportunity to get in people's homes that we won't have typically all year long. At Christmas and Thanksgiving, for some reason, the gospel or the lost community says, come to my house, give me stuff. So we want to do that, but we want to give them the gospel and be intentional about it. So we will be doing it for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, we will be doing it indirectly all year long. I don't know if we'll have a specific ministry, but we'll think about that. It's a great question. Thank you. Any other questions? Exciting stuff? Excited about sharing the gospel? I am too. So, all right, so let's end with, some, with prayer. And uh, thank you again for your attention. And thank you for allowing me to also lead our church in this direction. Um, when Pastor Scott said, hey, you want to help us be the director of evangelism? It's like the dream job is to tell people about Christ and encourage other people um, to share Christ. I can't think of a better responsibility. So thank you for entrusting me with that responsibility. And thank you for allowing me to share these opportunities with you. Let's pray. If you're a youth, you can go meet Mr. Johnson. And thank you again for your attention. I appreciate it. Lord, uh, thank you so much for this group of people, Lord, for saving us. But Lord, also thank you for calling us to be on mission where we have the privilege to share the good news of our loving Savior. We get to do that every day and every hour, Lord. And help us, Lord, to be excited about that responsibility. Help us to grow in confidence in that responsibility, Lord. And we also pray for a Harvest Fest and that there will be roughly 2,000 people here, Lord. Help us to find every new person, Lord, and to show them hospitality, to pursue them in love, but also to pursue them with the gospel, Lord. Help a harvest fest to be light in this fallen world, Lord. And we also pray for the pin ministry and the needs that are out there in our community, Lord. Help this church meet those needs, Lord, through your guidance and your direction. But also, Lord, help us to use these opportunities to share Christ with others. Help us, Lord, to have an intentional mindset about the gospel, Lord. And I pray for our youth, for Harvest Fest, Lord, that they would be intentional. And for everyone there, that they would be intentional, Lord. Help us to live an intentional lifestyle in sharing Christ with others. And we pray for the sermon, Lord, for today that you would speak through Pastor Scott. Give us the ears to hear. And help us, Lord, to do all things for your honor and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, everybody.